what I tell them is to give themselves a bucket of time in the morning or right before they sit down to work if they only have an afternoon time block. Mm -hmm. And that is their special house tidy up or load of laundry time. Mm. Because whatever you tend to get distracted by, if it's something actually useful you need to do, you need to give yourself a specific time for that. Then you can move on to your computer work knowing you got the housekeeping side taken care of. It's like it's bugging you for a reason. So Mm -hmm. just admit it and put it in your day. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Welcome to She. Hi, Jordan. Hi. So glad to have you here. I'm so excited to talk through really what it can look like to be productive, especially as a work-at-home mom. It's like, what does that even mean? But before we dig into all of that, I'd love if you can share a little bit about what you do for those who are not familiar with you. Sure. Well, I'm a productivity coach for introverted work-at-home moms, also a God follower and perpetual bookworm, and (laughs) I work at home with Five kids. So so you're the pro. You know how to do it. (laughs) I'm like, tell me everything. I just became a mom. And I'm like, how do we do this? I love it. That's awesome. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So before we get into everything, I want to just ask this question right out of the gate. What are some maybe assumptions that we as women believe about being a work at home mom and or like assumptions about what it has to look like? I'm curious if you've run into maybe some assumptions or myths that women believe when it comes to being a work at home mom. Yes. We women tend to believe either we're going to be a side hustle mom who can squeeze out an hour or two a day and that's it, or else we are a full-on, full-time working mother and we can't have any time to take care of the kids or the house. Like the extremes. 40 hours. Yes. So true. I wonder if anyone, like, I I just, if if you're listening, I'd be curious, like, send us a DM or tag us in this, like, take a screenshot of this episode and tag us if you've believed either one of those extremes. So what do you say to people who feel like, those are their options and who want to work at home, who want to have that flexibility, but feel like either maybe I'm doing a little side hustle or I'm full on like, you know, work at home or work full time. Don't take care of my kids. Like, what do you say to them? That is absolutely false. You can do both manage the house and your job. If you set up both responsibility buckets to take only part-time hours, because yes, you can't work full-time in two things, right? so make them part-time. That's a really good way to put it. So let's talk about the work-at-home mom guilt or like the mommy martyr mentality. What can these look like and what can we do to say goodbye to some of that guilt and stress that can come up? Work-at-home mom guilt, in my experience, tends to look a lot like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be spending so much time in my business. Mm. I shouldn't be handing off the house cleaning or Mm. some of the cooking. Now, the flip side, the mommy martyr mentality is Mm. kind of the opposite. I should do everything for my kids. Mm. I should do every single chore there is around the house and then some more. Oh, I should become a baker extraordinary whether or not I want to Mm -hmm. because that's what good moms do. Yeah. So to say goodbye to all this guilt and stress... Mm. Well, that has two answers, depending on whether you're the work-at-home mom Mm -hmm. guilt person or the mommy martyr person. So for the latter, I recommend telling yourself each time you encounter another should, I don't have to do it this way. I am not required to be good at everything. My kids need to learn life skills too. And I'm a unique individual who isn't good at, you name it, crafts, Mm -hmm. cooking, nature hikes, whatever Mm -hmm. your weak point is. Mm -hmm. Or if you don't enjoy it. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't yeah, know if that's allowed yeah. too, but I'm like, what if you just don't like doing crafts? So the, there's some things that, you know, you might just not enjoy doing with your kids and you have to find other ways to do them or to, and to, to yes. entertain. Yeah, that's good. Absolutely. And then for the former, the working mom guilt, I'd suggest meeting your old beliefs this way. I chose my work hours. I set time limits to honor my family. Mm. Anything that's inside those hours is completely shame-free for me. Mm. I'm a present mom outside those boundaries, and I honor my work commitments inside them. This is exactly what my husband does Mm -hmm. when he balances a job and kids, so Mm -hmm. I can do this too. That's a really good way to put it. I love that. Okay, another thing you mentioned at the beginning was, you know, you follow the Lord. How does our faith and the belief that, you know, we're here to serve maybe sometimes play into that mom guilt, and how can we balance the mission to serve our families with the need to also take care of ourselves and do the things that we are trying to do? Great question. We can too easily mix up being here to serve, quote unquote, with also needing to serve everyone in anything all of the time. Mm -hmm. So think of it this way. Imagine this scenario. You're a mom and you are serving, quote unquote, each and every one of your kids Mm -hmm. by doing their chores, cleaning their rooms, Mm -hmm. making them hot meals, cleaning up the kitchen and grumbling about it the whole time. Mm -hmm. You read them stories in a monotone because they asked you to read 10 books. You take them to the park grumpily because they asked, and oops, that means you have to obey. Hmm. That's the idea some of us have when we hear moms should serve their families. Mm-hmm. Do you think you'd want to be on the receiving end of that mm-hmm. service? No, <laughs> definitely not. No, no. Mm-hmm. Or what about this scenario? You leave your kids to pour cereal for themselves in the morning while in your, you are in your bedroom journaling something out with God. When you come up, you're cheerful, dressed, grounded. Your kids mob you with hugs and suggestions. I want to do this today, mommy. No, me, 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 me. You choose one of their ideas, the one that's most in line with your energy today and whatever chores you've got going on. Mm -hmm. Then you tell them if they're done by 9 a.m. with their room pickup and their garden watering, oh, yes, we can certainly go to the train park Mm -hmm. or whatever you pick for today. Mm -hmm. They hop to it. You do your own morning housekeeping tasks. Mm -hmm. Then everyone's off on the fun outing. When you come back, Lunch is pre-planned. You sweep everyone off to their rooms afterwards for some quiet decompression time after a noisy siblingful outing. And then you spend two hours doing something enjoyable for yourself. Mm-hmm. And once that quiet time timer goes off, you offer to let each kid pick one story for you to read and do the voices. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be time to get supper. Mm-hmm. That mom has limits. That mom didn't do whatever her kids wanted. That mom gave herself morning time and afternoon time to refresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But is she being a bad mom? Is she somehow getting out of serving her family? Nope. Do her kids feel like she's ignoring them? Mm-mm. I don't think so. Well, and in That's some ways, kind I of- feel like that those kids are going to feel a little bit more like the energy around them is more joyful and servant-hearted anyway, because she's, she's yes. you know, doing it not begrudgingly or from a place of exhaustion, but from a place of overflow and joy. Yes. That's the kind of boundaries plus service mom life that we can all aspire to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so good. I love that illustration you gave. That's great. One other question I have too is, you know, I think we all want to do less work and still get everything done. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. I'm curious what tips you have to working smarter and not necessarily harder or more just to do all the things. Yes, this is so key. So the fastest way to keep yourself from working harder is to limit the number of to-dos you put on yourself every single day Mm -hmm. in the first place. I like to have moms start with three. You get three tasks total whether house cleaning or food prepping or cleaning out closets. And that's it for today. And then you're able to knock off and take a break when you're done. Yeah, that's good. I think we tend to give ourselves endless to-do lists because everything seems like it needs to be done. So putting mm-hmm. even putting limits, not even just on what your kids want to do, but putting limits on what you want to get done 
is Mm -hmm. important. I'm curious how that would, would that translate to the work environment too? If a mom says, okay, I dedicate these three hours in an afternoon to my work. This is what I'm spending my time on. And then the rest of the day is for my family. Do you have that same three task rule for someone who wants to do a lot of things in that three hours? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. It's good. Mm -hmm. So good. Okay. So how does delegation play into this? You know, maybe let's like say for someone who has young kids who maybe are not old enough to be doing chores or understand how to do chores. How can delegation play into this for those with young kids? And then those with older, older kids who maybe can take a little bit more of a role around the house. So delegation, obviously, if it's young kids, you're going to have to have that talk with your husband mm-hmm. about how much you can physically handle. Mm-hmm. You both agreed you were going to work from home. Mm-hmm. This is what it means. This is kind of your finite energy bucket. And mm-hmm. do we have any room in the budget? Can we view it as an investment, you know, in your marriage mm-hmm. and making you more cheerful to mm-hmm. hire a little bit of help? Mm-hmm. And it can be truly a small amount, like mm-hmm. a mother's helper who's watching the kids while and folding laundry for you. Mm-hmm. It's not like some full on a housekeeper comes every day. Right. It's so expensive, right. you know. Have you been wanting to make the switch to cleaner living and clean beauty, but feeling really overwhelmed on where to start and how to sift through all the different options out there? Friend, I get it. I have been there. When I first started my clean living journey, I was so overwhelmed and I was having such a hard time in one area in particular. I was having a really hard time finding beauty products that were clean, safe, toxin-free, but also really worked because the tricky part was I wanted to use clean products, but every time I would try clean makeup or clean shampoo or clean skincare, it just seemed like they didn't work as well as my old toxic favorites. And I found myself always wanting to go back to the more conventional stuff because it actually worked. My makeup stayed all day. My skincare was working well. So I was having a really hard time in this area until I discovered Crunchy. Crunchy is a high-performing, clean beauty brand that honestly performs just as well, if not better, than my old toxic favorites. Not only that, but they are eco-friendly, they're plastic positive, which means they take more plastic out of the environment than they put in, and they're also Leaping Bunny certified and cruelty-free as well as vegan. So if you've been looking for a clean option for makeup and skincare, for clean beauty, but you just need something that works well and that doesn't harm the environment and that doesn't harm animals... Crunchy is the place to be. I highly recommend starting with the primer and foundation when it comes to makeup or the cleansing bar and the Clarolite when it comes to the skincare. And if you use my link, you can get $10 off your first order. So just go to crunchy.com slash Jordan Dooley and the $10 off will apply on the last page of checkout to your first order. Or you can just tap the link in the show notes on this episode to shop with that link and get the $10 off applied to your first order. Now, if you've got older kids, I would say delegation is going to be one of your most crucial parts to get your head around as a work-at-home mom, because unless you have severely limited work hours, unless you want to be one of the five to 10-hour-a-week side hustle moms, you are going to have to quit doing something around the house. Mm -hmm. It's just physics. You can't fit anything more into the time you have without getting rid of something. Right. So find the easiest chores to hand off to your kids, Mm -hmm. pick your faster meal prepping menus, and then ignore the voices in your head that say you should, quote unquote, be Mm -hmm. able to be a gourmet cook, (laughs) deep clean the house every week, and work on your business. Yeah. Not possible. So good. Yeah. That's so good. So when you're working from home, I think one of the most challenging issues is getting distracted. So what advice can you give to someone, you know, to a mom, working mom, et cetera, for how to deal with distraction and actually be productive and get work done in the limited window that they give to their work? This is a big one, and it's been coming up a lot lately with my clients. What I tell them is to give themselves a bucket of time in the morning 
or right before they sit down to work if they only have an afternoon time block. Mm-hmm. And that is their special house tidy up or load of laundry time. Mm-hmm. Because whatever you tend to get distracted by, if it's something actually useful you need to do, you need to give yourself a specific time for that. Then you can move on to your computer work knowing you've got the housekeeping side taken care of. Yeah. It's like it's bugging you for a reason. So mm-hmm. just admit it and put it in your day. Yeah. Make that like the first thing you take tackle bef- instead of trying to weave it in between several, several other things. Yes. Yeah, that's good. What suggestion do you have for, you know, getting quiet time to yourself, especially if you don't have older kids who are not going to, who are going to understand boundaries? Like for someone who has younger kids, what, what suggestions do you have for a mom of, you know, maybe babies or toddlers who don't understand boundaries or who quite literally need to be cared for all of the time? How can she get a little bit of quiet time for herself, even just once or twice a week? Oh, what I live by is a housewide quiet time rule for everyone, Mm. no matter their ages. Every afternoon, and I'm talking a multi-hour one. Hmm. So the babies and toddlers are going to have naps. Mm -hmm. Preschoolers might have nap time with toys, so they think they get to play and Mm -hmm. they'll go crash on the bed at Mm -hmm. some point. The older kids, of course, you know, they understand the boundaries. That's fine. But you just set it up as a non-negotiable starting from when they're infants and then they don't know any better other than, well, of course, nap time, I always go to sleep Mm -hmm. and they don't know what you're doing. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's good. That's so true. I love that it's the concept of like establishing it as a household rule from the beginning. I think that's a really key thing for maybe those who are new moms or about to become moms or even just have littles because – I think you can almost feel like you, it's hard because sometimes babies don't follow a super strict schedule, right? But having some sort of routine where like you are intentional about getting your family to understand like there's a, a hour or two hour window where we're focused on napping or a quiet time. As they get older, they're going to grow into that so much more. And it's going to become such an integral, like key part of your day that everyone's on the same page about versus you trying to just like shove that on them randomly when you want some space, right? Like turning it into a habit is really key. Love that. Okay. Some productivity experts say that if you want to get up, you know, if you want to get more things done, you need to get up earlier. But what if you aren't really a morning person? What can we do instead to improve our mornings and our days? If you aren't a morning person, I hear you. The nursing baby days, Mm -hmm. those are rough. Mm-hmm. then I want you to shift your morning routine to what two things do I need to get done before lunch mm-hmm. and just do them. Mm, that's good. And then add what else do I need to do before naps once you're done with lunch cleanup? Because yeah. if you need more sleep, take it. Yeah. That's just so good. adapt your schedule to what needs to be done by this time of day, whether mm-hmm. that's 5 a.m. or 5 p.m. Right. Just drop the morning routine means 5 a.m. only, not right. 10 a.m. Right. nonsense. No, I've really, I agree with you because I think there was a, a window of my life where I felt like the morning routine had to be, I got up at five, I worked out, I did 17 things before I even started my day. <laughs> and it's like, I don't even think that's that enjoyable, you know? So making it work with what is the first few hours of your day where you can be doing anything and just working around that. That's really good. I love that. Okay. Let's talk about the rhythms because I know this is important. What weekly planning rhythms and daily r- routines do you follow to help get your week going? What rec- what would you recommend in terms of establishing some weekly planning rhythms or daily routines to do that? Oh, for me personally, I actually plan every two weeks just mm-hmm. so that I don't feel like I have to plan all the time mm-hmm. because I'm doing it all at once. So mm-hmm. outfits, meals, food prepping, grocery list our family calendar, my work calendar, all of it. That is why it takes multiple hours for me. Mm -hmm. But that means I don't have to do anything Mm -hmm. for two weeks. Mm -hmm. I just check my very thorough to-do list. And I know exactly when I need to thaw meat, start the crock pot, drive on kid for braces, whatever it is, it is all there. Like literally all I need to do is get up and look at the list. That's so interesting. Wait, so you plan ahead like even when to thaw meat? 
Yeah, yeah, because wow. I do not want to be in the kitchen at 4 p.m. running water, hot water in the sink. So. That's so smart. Why have I never thought about something like that? Okay, see, I'm a new mom learning. I'm like, tell me everything. So you're saying you plan out like kind of day by day, not only just your major appointments, but even like what are we going to have for dinner and what will I need to thaw that morning so that all I have to do is put it yes. in the crock pot. Gotcha. I yes. mean, that seems really logical. And as I'm saying that, I'm like, duh. But <laughs> like sometimes when you're in a chaotic season, you hear like the simplicity of that. You're like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Love it. Okay. Yeah. Cause like you even need to know for the crock pot, is it on high or is it on low? Right. So, you know, you need to have a cutoff of if you're going to do it on low for eight hours, you must start by this AM. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. That's so good. Okay. So one of the things I want to ask about is your podcast. Your podcast is called the unbusy mom. So I'm curious, what does an unbusy approach to parenting really look like? And can you walk us through kind of what that can be? Sure. So to me, unbusy parenting is having enough margin in my day, mm. like an hour of unscheduled overflow time every weekday. Mm-hmm. that I can use on whatever comes up, whether mm-hmm. that's sick kid, extra food prep, or Monopoly deal games with my kids. This means I have the time and brain space to hear all about my son's latest magnetile creations or admire my daughter's dragon drawings or listen to my preschooler run on and on about mm-hmm. her toys and mm-hmm. the story she created around them mm-hmm. because I have the time. That's unbusy parenting to me is the gift of space in my schedule so I can have presence with them. Yeah. Space so and presence. Good. Yeah. That's so good. Okay. I feel like I have a million more questions to ask you, but we've already like flown <laughs> through all the ones I wanted to ask. And so I'll just kind of keep it short and sweet, but I'd love if you can share where we can hear more from you, learn more about your approach to things. I know you have the podcast, so can you just point us in the direction of all of the ways that we can learn from you? Sure. You can find me at yourunbusylife.com. And as you said, yes, it's the Unbusy Mom podcast. I'll have a new episode every Tuesday for you. And these episodes are super bite-sized because I know Mm -hmm. if you're a work-from-home mom, you're busy. So, you know, think like five-minute episodes. Yep. Love so that. that's yourunbusylife.com or the Unbusy Mom podcast every Tuesday. Awesome. I love it. Well, we kept this one pretty bite-sized. You like know how to just be efficient in your answers and I love it. Um, and, <laughs> and I agree. I'm like, I have like 10 to 15 minutes max to listen to something. So I feel like we kept it right around that window too, which was perfect. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for the work that you're doing. It's so encouraging. I feel like I already took away so many nuggets that I'm going to implement that are so helpful. And I know so many women will too. So thank you for being here and for everything that you've shared. You're so welcome, Jordan. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less.